In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today we celebrate the Feast of St. Peter and Paul, which concludes our, the Apostles' Fast for us, which is preparing us actually for the celebration of this feast for two reasons. This feast is connected to Pentecost, and the fast kind of connects both of these, for the witness of the Apostle is the fruit of the Spirit. So we see how important it is as we kind of see the coming together of the Pentecost celebration and the Feast of St. Peter and Paul is that we're now uh, in a condition where we have seen the fruit of the Spirit expressed in the lives and the ministry of St. Peter and Paul. So this is why we come together with these feasts. Uh, the two great apostles are lights to this world. Uh, actually, the, the hymn says they're lights to the universe. I love that. The word of God speaks into the universe. It goes out into the universe. So the stars know this. Alpha Centauri, the closest star, knows this. Science galaxies know this. That Christ is the king of creation. Beautiful. So these two great apostolic lights, a fisherman and a Pharisee, a denier and a persecutor. How do these things fit together? You know, we see this incredible um, journey from uh, a denier of Christ after he commits his life to God and says, I'll die with you, I'll die with you. He denies him three times but then he makes this incredible conversion through his tears of repentance to become the rock of the church. St. Paul is at the uh, stoning of St. Stephen, holding the garments of those uh, who are stoning the beloved apostle St. Stephen, and then he's visited by God on the road to Damascus and converts to Christianity and, and becomes this great apostolic light you know, it's interesting. I uh, we went over this with a, with a, um, with the summer school uh, students this uh, this this week, and we were talking about Saint Peter uh, and or talking about Saint Paul, and I asked them. I said, on a scale of one to ten, how much do you think he suffered? They said like six, eight, and then I read that passage to them, and they said like eleven. 15, 20, like way beyond this. So these great, great lights of the church suffered and struggled for the faith. And eventually both were martyred probably near, near each other in terms of the date by, by, King, by Nero in Rome. So we see this uh, great coming together, how the Lord takes these men, fishermen, uh, uh, and a Pharisee, and brings them to be the great lights of the church. So this, in, life, in the life of St. Peter, um, he's confronted by these, this question from the Lord, which befuddles him, because he's dedicated his life, he's left everything for him, and the Lord says, Peter, do you love me? Peter's like, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. What kind of question is that? Then feed my sheep. He says it three times. So we see this, that the Lord is telling Peter, Peter, if you love me, 
there's an action that needs to follow that. If you love God, there needs to be an action that follows it. You can't just say, I love the Lord, and then completely disregard his commandments and the faith completely. You can't say that. The Lord is saying, if you say you love me, then an action must follow that. Uh, so for us, we need to kind of continually see that. We struggle with, this, with our love for God over the love for the things of this world, but when we really do say, God, I love you, then I'm committed to a life of serving God and serving others. I'm committed to that. So an action must follow that declaration. Yes, Lord, I love you. And Peter is the rock of the church on which the sacramental life of the church was built. He gave Peter the authority to uh, offer Holy Communion, to baptize, to uh, forgive sins, for the forgiveness of sins. And so uh, I was thinking about this, how important this is for us. We need to see what a gift this was given to the church. A gift to when we sin, we come to confession and we're forgiven. You know, the Old Testament, they were only forgiven once a year. The Day of Atonement. And sometimes that didn't work. And here we are, every time we sin, we can come, bow our necks before God and say, Lord, forgive me. And the priest can hear that repentance and offer God's forgiveness to you. What a blessing that is. And then we are baptized, united to Christ. United, God is with us, God is in us. We're together with him forever. He becomes our guide post, our anchor. And then we have this opportunity to receive his body and blood, uh, the gift of Holy Communion. As St. Athanasius said, the medicine of immortality. The medicine of immortality. I always think that the we should be breaking down the doors. You know, if somebody announced that there was the, we found the fountain of youth. We found the fountain of youth. People would line up. Well, folks, we found the fountain of youth. The fountain of immortality. We will live forever. So be, be grateful for these things that God gave to us through the apostles. And St. Paul, in his great conversion, um, submitted, the beautiful thing of St. Paul, he submitted to apostolic authority. He didn't run out and start preaching all by himself. He went and said, here's my gospel to the apostles. Here's what I'm teaching. Are you in agreement with these things? And he was steadfast in his suffering. You know, this, uh, there's an there's a, 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 uh, exclam exclamation in the liturgy, uh, for you are a good God, and you love mankind. You're a good God, and that's not conditional. He's always good. Every circumstance that's in your life, everything that's be, come, come before you, is there for your salvation. God is good. He makes all things good. It's a powerful thing to be able to rest in that. God is good. God loves me. He's saving me. Everything that I have to deal with in life is my salvation. God is good. You know, we, and we, we look at all God being good like, oh, 
I scored a touchdown, and so I point to the heavens. How about when I fumble the football and lose the game? That, that may have been the salvation of that football player, right? Humility. Pride, humility. So we don't, we, God is good all the time. Touchdown or fumble, he's good. We can't, that's, we should never erase that from us. God is not good because life is good. God is good because God is good. That's got to be, St. Paul was so steadfast in that. It's like, I don't, it doesn't matter what happened to me. God is good. God is saving this world. God is, the preach, the gospel is being preached. God is good. And then the other beautiful thing about St. Paul, he's so humble in Revelation. You know, the, uh, caught up in, this, in the third heaven. And I, I know a man who was. Uh, uh, I think he's talking about himself. But he wouldn't say that. He wouldn't, he wouldn't declare that making sure that he is pushing back that kind of uh, deflecting those praises. So, important for us to see these characteristics of the, of the uh, apostles and emulate them. Um, but we hear in St. Paul's words, especially in his epistles, that uh, all of this is reliant on the grace of God. None of this is accomplished without the grace of God. We see this even in disagreement when, when Paul confronts Peter about uh, his disagreement with how he's treating the Gentiles. Um, and Peter and Paul clash there, but in, their gray, in the grace of God, they reconcile and move forward in the ministry. The grace of God enters that, that little disagreement. It wasn't then about opinions. It was about the grace of God coming together and uniting them back into an agreement. So that very beautiful piece. Um, let me just, I, another thing I was thinking too, I was been reading The Way of the Pilgrim again, and uh, toward the end of the pilgrim's journey, um, he comes upon a spiritual father, and uh, the spiritual father says, uh, the grace of God is necessary in everything. You could do nothing good without the grace of God. Grace and prayer to draw near to God, it's a gift from God. All these things are gifts from God. Uh, essential for our faith and good works is the grace of God given to us. Not, it's not acquired, he says, from human will or effort alone. You can't like, okay, I do this, this, and this, and I get this. No, I do this, this, and this. Because God's commanded me to do this and this. I pray, I fast, I give alms, I do good works. Because God gave those things to me. And there's not this formula that says, then I get this. No, it's all done and given to us by the grace of God. Prayer, faith, good works are gifts from God. Yes, it's ours to apply ourselves to these efforts, but the achieving them is a divine gift. Why do I say this? So for us, it's our effort to keep summoning God for help no matter what our circumstances. Tired, sick, happy, sad, we pray, we make our spiritual effort. Joyful, downtrodden, we pray and we make our spiritual effort. Dried up, desolate, we pray and make our spiritual effort. And when it's right in the eyes of God, our good God, 
the gifts are given to us of faith, joy, peace, and love. So my, my, the encouragement here is that just keep on working. Keep on doing things. Keep praying. Keep reading the scriptures. Keep moving forward in all the spiritual things you know that are good. And then let God give the grace to you. You've got to, we've got to be really careful of, uh, especially in prayer. You know, we can get caught up in this place where, well, my prayer is dry. I feel distant from God. Um, I'm tired. I don't feel well. You know, maybe I'll skip prayers. I'll shorten them tonight. Don't do that. This is the perfect time to pray because that grace may come then. So don't, don't just look at this as like, our effort is to, our goal is to make our effort and then we depend on God's grace to give us the gifts. That's very beautiful. We don't have to achieve the gift. We don't achieve it. It's a gift given to you by God. Yes, our effort's important, but the gifts are the most important thing for us to, to receive those things and understand they're given to us by his grace at the right time in our life. So... May God bless us through the prayers of St. Peter and Paul in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Oh, yes. Amen.